This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us on the opposition view is Ian from the BRFCS. Good evening. How are you? I'm super, thanks, Justin. It's a great pleasure to be uh, to be on your podcast. I'm looking forward to an exciting game tomorrow. So are we. <laughs> so are we. Fantastic stuff, Ian. So we've we've done we've done a few of these so far, and we we will finish with a uh, your inclusion in the prediction league. But what we'd love to know is a little bit about your season so far. Um, you've got Yondal Thomason, who who is who has you know kind of played. He was I remember him being up at Newcastle at one stage as a player. Yeah. But you brought him in um, from was it from Feyenoord? I remember he played at Feyenoord. Where was he? Where was he managing? Well, he was, before he, was he, a, he was at Malmo, um, and it, well, technically. He was unemployed, uh, but I think I think he'd handed his notice in, right. and was sort of like uh, was doing the rounds, as it were. But it, I, I think just to go back to the start of the summer, it's been it's been the summer where organisations have got rid of leaders who have split and divided their their followings, haven't they? So, yeah, but the Conservative Party obviously has followed on Blackburn Rovers' lead by chucking their leader out, and, and we decided to get rid of Tony Mowbray after five years of. Uh, I think yeah, I think it's fair to say overall. He did, he did a decent job, but he probably stayed a year past his sell-by date. And I think last season, it just felt like we'd had an opportunity and we'd let it go. And Tony Mowbray's teams have sort of like got, developed this malaise after Christmas of sort of like coming down with the Christmas decorations and all that sort of stuff. So in the summer, um, once it became generally acknowledged that Mowbray was leaving, I think everyone was intrigued and fascinated as to who we're going to bring in. And despite the fact that we'd known but Mowbray was going probably since about January, February time. Uh, very little seemed to have been done in terms of sourcing and identifying a replacement. So that was a bit scary, to put it mildly. Eventually, we landed upon um, Thomason, 
And yeah. I have to say, you know, it's, it's one of those delightfully left-field appointments that meant nobody really had a clue what to expect. Uh, and that appointment has been has been borne out by our form on the pitch. So in any given 45-minute period, we have absolutely no idea what to expect. So good luck trying to prepare and do scouting on, on us because we are a team that is, uh, I think we've, we've, well, we haven't drawn a game yet. So we've won four and drawn four. Somehow we're just on the, you know, the, the the fringes of the the playoff positions. I'm not quite sure how because we've only played well in two games. One of them I was fortunate to see down at Swansea, where we we absolutely took them apart. Played counter attacking football, but we took them apart and won three 0 I thought, hello. <laughs> There's something going on here. This is this is all a bit exciting. And then we proceeded to lose three 0 twice in a week. Um, and thus revealed to the whole division how brittle our defence is. Um, so I've, I, I just don't know what to what, what, what to say. We, we can expect chaps, but based on the, the team that we've started this season with, we lost half of our first team over the summer. A combination of players leaving on free transfers because we weren't able to negotiate contract extensions and loan players going back. We weren't quite sure what to expect. From the manager, we weren't quite sure what to expect from the new head of recruitment that came in. And the players that have been brought in so far, you know, it's still very, very early days, but ours is an extremely young team. So you have all the extremes that you'd expect of that when they're, when they're on form and on song. It's bright and energetic and all the rest of it. But if they go a goal down and things go against them, then they haven't got the fortitude that perhaps you would have expected of more experienced players. So good luck trying to pick the brains out of that in terms of... Wow. Wow. Not only, not only the first time ever on a podcast, I believe that Tony Mowbray has been compared to Boris Johnson, but definitely the first time that Liz Liz Truss has been compared to Yondal Thomason. I believe the Thomason estate may be suing as we speak, but he's learning to curtsy. He's learning to curtsy and that's a good piece of information. I like that a lot. So, in terms of the the players that you that you mentioned, you kind of lost at, at you know last season or at the end of yeah. last season because you couldn't keep hold of them um, uh, uh, effectively. Who are the new faces that people won't necessarily have associated with Blackburn previously that we might want to look out for come tomorrow night? Well, the, the, the players that have taken on increased importance, um, I, I think Daniel Ayala is not a new face, but he's the linchpin of the back four. Um, we brought in um, a lad called Chaim from, from Coventry City, who on first sight yeah. looks to be a decent a, a decent signing. I think he's got a decent pedigree, 25, 26 years old, been around the championship for a while. So we're hoping that the, uh, we've been plagued by injuries as well, so we've not had a settled defence. And to be perfectly honest, none of us are quite sure whether Thomason's preference is for a back four or a back three. So again, all of these things need to come out in the wash over the next few weeks. So when we get players back and fit, and now the windows close, it will be interesting to see what formation he comes up with. But the the, the young academy products that, that really excite Rovers fans, because I think every supporter likes to see some of their own youth coming through, uh, the likes mm-hmm. of uh, the Wharton brothers are probably worth looking at. Also, Scott Wharton is the elder brother. He's a left-footed centre-back. Uh, that ideally would slot in uh, into that defence. And then emerging uh, in the Blackpool game recently is his younger brother, Adam, who's a, a rugged, left-footed central midfielder, shaven-headed, 
wears his socks around his, yeah, well, not quite around his ankles because they're those teeny tiny shin pads these days, aren't they? Uh, but he, lo- he looks a bit like a cross between Wayne Rooney, David Batty, and occasionally two guy. It's just he's got a, a mercurial left foot. So he's only 18, but he, he's definitely worth, worth looking out for. The new skipper is Lewis Travis, who uh, has been with us. He, didn't, he, he sort of didn't, didn't come through our academy. We picked him up from Liverpool. Uh, but he's a rugged, tough tackling midfielder. Um, so I think he's he's now one of the senior heads, sort of like 24 years old. I think he's certainly worth looking out for. And then, of course, we've got the Chilean sensation up front who feels like he's been with us for years, but he's, he's still only 22, 23 in uh, Senor Diaz. So holding on to him was a bit of a double-edged sword. Uh, I think we, from an FFP perspective, not getting a fee for him. Um, means that it's it's kind of like we bet the house on black, and if it comes up on red this season, next season could be quite interesting. But having said that, had he gone, I'm not sure where we would have got his uh, his goals replaced. I'm not sure where that where, where they would have come from. So we brought in George Hurst on loan to play up front. So he's David Hurst's son, uh, the ex Sheffield Wednesday. Oh. So we got him up front. I'd say if Adam Wharton plays, he's definitely worth looking out for. Yeah, we've we've got a smattering of youth throughout the side, really. But with with the injury situation being as it is, I'm not entirely sure what to expect in terms of a lineup tomorrow. To be truth. Wow. We do a Twitter spaces after games and we have somebody who comes on and they have a nephew in the Watford Academy. So they always come on and moan about the Academy. And one of the things that was pulled up the other day was they they turned around and said, Blackburn, Blackburn are the shining light of an Academy yeah. setup. Question, sir. Is yes. it a shining light because it's been invested? Is it is it high profile at, at Blackburn now? And, and linking then into the question about the Venkies and their ownership, going back and how long has it been because they haven't invested in the first team directly and they've invested in the youth take us through how the transition kind of has felt i think well, well let, let's talk about the venkis first of all to to, de- <laughs> to to try and define a strategy of theirs it has been incredibly difficult with all due respect and until probably the last three or four years where i think Perhaps the Mowbray influence was brought to bear and the sudden realisation was that we'd spent all our parachute payments. There was no immediate sign of us getting back into the Premier League. So where where are you going to get players from? And more to the point, where are you going to generate cash from? So our crowds are modest, I think it's fair to say. Blackburn is not exactly a salubrious area. Uh, it make, you know, It's quite difficult to get average gates above 15,000 c- coming into Ewood. Yeah. Um, so I think if there is a strategy, it is a, str- a strategic decision to invest in the academy and to try and grow talent with the hope that you would have a crop of youngsters class of 92-ish, coming through, perhaps augmented by two or three senior players in the team, two or three decent loan signings, and you might just hit on the formula to to get yourselves into the promotion push. They they certainly seem to have been very keen to keep the Category 1 status, even when we were relegated. That was one area. And I think somebody might have pointed out to them that spending money on the academy was okay from an FFP perspective. So I think that made that decision a lot easier. Uh, The investment in the training ground was made, of course, way back in the Jack Walker era. And at the time, it was for us, it was a a stunning training ground and facilities and the the academy complex and all the rest of it. In the 25 years since, 
you know, clubs have caught us up, overtaken us, and gone way, way past us. Mm-hmm. But it's still a terrific facility, and it's still Category 1, and that's the crucial thing, I think, in yeah. terms of getting youngsters in. So we seem to specialise in hovering around the, the gates of Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, Everton, and looking for youngsters that have just been given the boot and sort of say, come over here, you know, <laughs> come and have a try with us. So we have one or two ex-Man United. Lewis Travis, as I said, you know, started originally in Liverpool's academy. So it's quite reassuring, I think, for youngsters that maybe have been rejected. So I say it's not necessarily the end of your career. There is another option here. Look, and for each one of the graduates that comes through, it's a, it's a much more convincing sell for the next set of parents that come in. He's trying to say, well, look, you know, look at all these guys that, are, that have, have made made the transition. So our youth team over the last four or five years has, has really started to blossom. And we've had no option, frankly, mm-hmm. but, but to put the kids in. That, that, that's the stark reality. So whilst it's strategic on one side, I think it's it's been uh, by dint of necessity this season, certainly until the, the, the signings that we've made in the window, the, the four or five that we brought in, bed down. But what it does give us now is some genuine excitement. And I, I went to a couple of preseason friendlies, and it was great seeing 17 and 18-year-old kids who have come through the academy looking like they might yeah, they might make it. I think these guys look really good. And I say, and Adam Wharton against Blackpool was an absolute revelation. I saw him play 45 minutes preseason against Accrington Stanley, and, and he looked the part. But, you know, you sort of say, yeah, but it's Accrington Stanley. It's a preseason friendly. But then against Blackpool, he just lost it. He looked really, really good. So as players like that come through and you get more and more of them, hopefully it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I think Venkis, yes, they've been supportive in terms of the academy. I do think that's as close as we've got to a strategy from them. And developing product and selling them has to be the only way that we can bring income in because we don't get the crowds, we don't get the sponsorship, and we don't get the TV deal. So there's not much else left, really, basically. The famous Sloping Pitch podcast. We're following the greatest show on earth. But would you like pitch side seats for all the action in Qatar? The heat, the goals, the drama? Well, so would we. But why not join me, Nick Hancock, in Stoke on Trent and co host Chris England in London's SW16? Every game live from England. The famous Sloping Pitch podcast. We think this tournament could be okay. Sport Social. Carlos, do you want to jump in? Before you start, is that a Real Betis kit that you're resplendently wearing for football tonight? Yes, it is. An unlucky green shirt. I'm just saying it's been mentioned before. <laughs> yeah, I I know. My, my team playing green and they everyone got these, I think they were cheap on eBay or Amazon or something. So yeah, we decided to go with this. But yes, the, uh, we've had an awful season this year, so it has been very unlucky. So the, the, the form of the green shirt continues. <laughs> I always think it's brave wearing kappa kits as well because they do tend to be that rather clingy material, don't they? You have to... Yeah, sort of like are, a, I, a certain athletic physique to truly pull one off. Not that I'm suggesting for a moment that you aren't, but... Yeah. Well, no, no. I, I mean, I've uh, many things have uh, been cast at, at me in, in terms of, uh, <laughs> you know, words... Aspersions. Athletic <laughs> is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, athletic is not one of them. I'm I'm built for comfort, not speed. I, I mean, I've been listening into the, to the first part, and the, the, the big surprise, and I'm, although I've recognised it, is that you you do 
you know, you are pulling in low crowds, but I think you suffer a little bit with what we do down here with, with in in our catchment area. Yeah. We you know we've got Man United. What? Well, you have, haven't you? Really? Well, we have got Man United. <laughs> we've got very close to Surrey. Yeah, very close to, to Man United's uh, oh, home. Yeah. Um, but we uh, yeah we we suffer with with the catchment area, and I and I guess that that's the similar thing for you. But it is. you know, Blackburn Rovers were you know Premier League champions you know I look at that Tim Flowers and you know all the all the players at Mike Newell although he had looting connections bless him Alan Shearer it's it's incredible that you're still not pulling in the crowds based on that history I, I, what's what's the what's the sort of fans what I'm trying to get at is you, you've got a, a certain level of fan of a certain age who remembers that and you've obviously got new fans coming yeah. in where that's the glory days and I and I suppose it, it's hard to find that balance well it's, that's a very interesting point because I think Ro, the demographic of Rovers support you you could in the mowbray days you could almost draw a line round about 35 and over as to the people that sort of said yeah he's, he's not doing it for me we need a change mm. but equally i mean we, we had some youngsters on our podcast to tr- try and get that representative view you know you get 16 17 year olds who've been going maybe for seven or eight years and they saw tony mowbray lead us to promotion out of league one they saw us winning a lot of football games. And I sort of say, well, this, this guy's some kind of god, isn't he? Yeah. And it's relative. Now, I started sporting Rovers in the late 60s. And shortly after that, we were relegated to the third tier. So I can put myself in their shoes sort of like 40-odd years ago and sort of think, well, yeah, if that's all you've known, when we won the third division title in 1975, I thought that was as good as it got. Oh, uh, I've got this to... It, you know, we're, we're holding this little trophy up. You know, we are divisional champions. <laughs> I've got to and say, Ian, later, Ian, you do not look your age, my friend. I've, I've, I've got to say... This is an audio medium, so you can get away with that. <laughs> water is very good in Accrington. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I can't believe this you... isn't water, it's gin, my friend. Oh, there you go. That's no, the secret. So, yeah. that's, that's very kind of you, but, but on a more serious point, you know, 20 years after winning that third division title, we were, we were, we were holding the Premier League. Now, Jack mm. Walker coming in, the timing of that was just ideal, I guess, because it was the start of the Premier League, it was a chance for us to to outbid Manchester United for players. It was yeah. a chance for, you know, Liverpool were in turmoil at the time. Everton were nearly relegated at the start of the Premier League. It was just a, a wonderful coincidence of events that lifted us up to the top. Now, was that ever going to be sustainable? Even in our heights, we filled the stadium when we, we were playing teams with large sports, away sports. We weren't we weren't filling the stadium with thirty thousand Rover supporters. Maybe you got twenty six, twenty seven thousand at the you know the very heights. Mm. So that was always going to be difficult. As soon as we got relegated, that that Premier League magic disappears. And even though we sort of we got back when when as soon as Jack Walker died, there, there was that feeling that was our moment in the sunshine. And for those of us that were old enough to, to remember it, well, that was just terrific. It's never going to get better than that. You have a generation that's slightly younger that remembers the League Cup win. So going down to the third tier this time under Tony Mowbray, uh, if we'd not come straight back, I really fear for what might have happened. Nobody can ever um, identify a rationale for why Venkis bought the club and have stuck with it, but it's been a £200 million hobby for them with, with mm. very little in the way of return. And yeah, getting promotion from the third tier is possibly as good as it will get for, for quite some time yet. So 
Uh, yeah, Bracken is a, a small town. It's not. It's not a wealthy town. It's under mm. in amazing pressure at the moment. Well, I think I think I think I think of them. You are definitely looking very good for your age because Justin, Carl, and myself, we're, we're all seventeen, and this is the kind of, the same of what, what Watford does to you. Paper round, as they say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And some. Yes. We must be getting towards predictions, I reckon. We have to, yeah, absolutely. I think it is time for the rubber indeed to hit the road. As I say, at the moment, Justin is, uh, is 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 leading this particular league. It's quite unique in the fact that Justin is doing well in this particular league. I like the fantasy league. There you go, Carl. Gave you a doff of the hat there. Thank you. Um, Thank you. At the moment, the EFL got their first points only in our last fixture against Rotherham. So it's now five right. uh, for Justin. Carl is sitting on three, and the EFL, who you are representing, including Sunday. Sunderland's Tony Mowbray. Don't forget, people, nothing ever good came from going to Sunderland. Just a catchphrase. We're, we're, building, it as we're, we're building it as we've got Sunderland on Saturday. As, as the guest, sir, you get the chance to predict what you think the, the fixture tomorrow night at Ewood Park, Blackburn okay. Rovers versus Watford will be. Ian, what are your suspicions? Well, that, that's uh, given that we've conceded three goals on multiple occasions this year, one can only hope that they spent the last 72 hours, this extra time that they've had doing some defensive drills. So let's say that you're not going to score more than two. And let's say that, yeah, we've got this this new lad up front, George Hurst, and, and Diaz is sort of like firing and all the rest of it. So, And we haven't drawn a game yet in our eight games. So I'm going to go on the, the, the probability. So I'm going to go for two all. I think there will Two be goals in it because I don't think we'll stop you scoring. Two, um, sadly, I say, the draw. The draw is often the clever play here. This is very good. Bearing in mind, I don't think we've scored more than two goals all season in one in a single game. And bearing in mind, oh, well, along come Blackburn Rovers. You know, so, <laughs> what, 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 yeah. we have drawn all four away games. It could be the clever money. We turn to Carlos in. Uh, resplendent in green in a car Thank park you. somewhere. Yes. Carl, where you <laughs> going for? Car park. Two reasons for this prediction. One, I guarantee Justin will also have picked it. And two, I, I do agree. I think we'll concede. Blackburn have, have been really hit or miss this season, but I, yep. I don't know. There's, there's something about Ewood Park. And every time I, I say to myself, I've never been. But every time I say I'm going to go this season, it gets moved to a bloody midweek game. So that doesn't happen. So I'm going to go Blackburn one, Watford one. Oh, he's taken the very most coveted 1-1 position. Justin, leading this by two clear points. What are you going to forecast? Well, I was going to go two for... Two all have gone away. Yeah, gone. I was going to go for two all. Um, but I can't, <laughs> I can't go for that now. I'm just a little bit... Yeah, I think I'm a little bit more sort of confident than the 1-1 I would normally go for, but I can't use that now. So... We haven't won away, have we? We've drawn all of all of our away games. Let's... Excuse me, excuse me. How is oh one one is my normal, but I'm more confident, so I'll go for two all. That doesn't really seem like a, a huge <laughs> it's an extra goal. Well, it's yeah, it's goal. an extra goal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see what you've done there. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a win actually for Watford, um, well, based on absolutely nothing uh, other than I can't do one one or two two. Uh, so I'm gonna go for two one Watford. Is Keenan Davis playing tomorrow? Do we know? Uh, should be. Should be. Yeah, let's go for 2 1 Watford be. then. Let's go for 2 1 Watford. Keenan to score. Go. There we go. Added confidence, people. That always Justin's scoreline and prediction is brought to you on the basis of absolutely nothing. And you're winning. I think my, my scorelines are bought on the fact that I always have to go last. So all of my ones are this kind of. This prediction has been brought to you by the seed of doubt. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like Sesame Street, isn't it? Yeah. Like if you hear the sound of Dunnish being rolled, I think that's possible. Oh, this is the lowest wattage league ever known to man. But hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> so well, all who are taking part realise how stupid it is. That's the important thing. Remains to be seen then how we get on, but um, looking forward to the match very much. It's nice to sort of have football back. It certainly is, yeah, yeah. Missed it at the weekend. Definitely, definitely. Well, Ian, thank you very much for joining us on uh, on a. My on the Do that's Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Yeah, it's been really, really good to talk to you. And hopefully we can do this on the reverse fixture as well when you come down to yeah, the Yeah, that'd be great, yeah. Well, I've um, got your email now, so I'll pester you. It's fine. Excellent. Oh, you didn't give him your email, <laughs> did you? You're going to be on all sorts of lists now that you what didn't know you were on. What a mistake of a maker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> spam I, I, coming I, through. I believe, yeah, the EFL are taking out a restraining order on Carlos, so that you'll be included in that at some point. Yeah, exactly. It'll take care of Add it. to junk. Yeah. And enter. <laughs> exactly, exactly that, yeah. Good luck for the rest of the season, uh, unless you're playing us, of course, and we'll catch up with you uh, at the reverse fixture. That'd be great. Thanks, gents. Enjoy that immensely. Brilliant. Thank Thanks, you all the best, mate. Top man. Ta-da. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.